Welcome to Bariatric Business Accelerator, the podcast created for busy weight loss practitioners and their teams who want to systematize, simplify, and accelerate the growth of their new or existing weight loss practice. I'm your host, Carol Clark, and today I want to talk about why you must have an organizational chart. So many people think this is a fluffy thing to have and unnecessary, and I have to say nine times out of ten when I start working with a practice, that's one of the first things I ask for, and like I say, nine times out of ten, they don't have one. And I'm not judging. I know that this is the case. It's not something that's top of mind. We're all concerned with getting our patients cared for and getting things done in the practice. But an organizational chart will help you in so many ways. So first, let's talk a little bit about the chart and then how it will help you. So in your organizational chart, we want to make sure that it provides for your team clear lines of communication. And we want to make sure that we have exactly how that lines up. It can be eye-opening because it can show you if you're a little bit too top-heavy. Perhaps you have too many people in charge. Or if you have one person who's in charge and you have so many people underneath them, it might be another one of those issues. Now, if you're a practice that's really small and you're like, Carol, we only have you know three people here. We don't need an organizational chart. We all know what we each do. In that case, if you're planning on growing, what you might want to do is at least create it for what everyone's responsibilities are now. And it will also help make sure that you don't have too much overlap. Although in small practices, we've got to be cross-trained. I get that. I thousand percent get that. But you may also want to create one from a leadership perspective of the practice that you're building and what positions you would hire next. Where are the next positions that you're going to need? So do your organizational chart for your future organization and it can help guide your hiring and uh, as well as how you're structuring some of your positions and their roles and responsibilities. So once you have your chart, you can create it on a, honestly, just in a a PowerPoint slide. I like to do them in Canva and I even add a few pictures in there. We'll make sure we have your logo, we have your mission in, on the, the organizational chart. It's a great uh, orientation tool. It's one of the first reasons why you want to have one. That's one. The second reason is it helps to, like I mentioned earlier, identify if you have a little bit of too many leaders or too few leaders uh, because that will help you to modify that. The third reason is because it will provide clear lines of communication. I've even worked with a few practices recently that wanted me to put uh, who was responsible for what different areas, so a little bit about their their role in the uh, in the organizational chart as well, because that was helpful for their team. But once you get that laid out, then you can actually start to give ownership for those different areas to the people who are in charge of them and their team underneath. People feel so much more involved and it helps prevent uh, people from going to the to multiple people for problems or going to, always to the same person. So that one person leaves at the end of the day with getting nothing done because they were the person who everyone who came to. What that creates is bottlenecks and we don't want to have bottlenecks in your practice. So we want to make sure that there are clean lines of communication um, and we want to also make sure another good reason for having one is that it helps prevent 
Oftentimes the physician can get pulled into many things that they don't need to be involved in and shouldn't be involved in so they can focus on the bigger picture for the practice and also more importantly, patient care. Uh, so sometimes they get pulled into everything and you may have someone who's in charge right underneath them, but they really, they're authority is worn away because people are bypassing them and going to the physician. So when we set this in place, we also need to make sure your team understands it so that they follow the lines of command. And that also means sometimes if you're in a leadership position and somebody comes to you about a topic or something that's not um, necessarily something that you need to be dealing with, particularly for the physicians, you can reroute them, reroute them through that organizational chart to the person who's most um, important and most uh, appropriate to manage that. It helps to keep things moving much smoother. It helps to prevent that overlap. It helps to prevent some micromanaging. And it really can be a huge game changer in your practice. I've seen it happen time and time again. For practices that have a lot of interpersonal uh, differences and they really feel as if it's a toxic environment, that's one place we start, but then there's so many different things that have to happen right after that. But an organizational chart can help provide that clarity for you and for your team, and it's really important. So if you don't have one, I think you should look at creating one. If you need help, reach out to me, Carol, K-A-R-O-L, at weightlosspracticebuilder.com, and let all of those positive things become a reality in your practice if it's not that way already. Thanks so much.